0: I'm Nicole. And I'm Monica. And we're two fangirls who like to talk about media and knit. This is our podcast while we are knitting. This month, we were initially going to watch YouTube videos, but then we watched Top Gun Maverick at ChrisMica and just decided that we should talk about that instead. So Maverick is the 2022 sequel to the 1986 movie Top Gun, which also stars Tom Cruise as the same character just almost 40 years later. I think we just have to say up front that these are both pieces of extremely unsubtle American military propaganda and the movies don't really engage with the politics of the real world or the ethics or questions surrounding American military actions abroad. Just straight up. That's not something these movies are interested in. That's not something they do instead. And they do a
1: very good job of avoiding it.
0: Yeah. They're just like, where are we going? What are we doing? No details. You don't need to know details. And I'm like, correct. I don't need to know details. (laughs) So what the movie is very interested in is a special school for special pilots and also Tom Cruise going vroom by flying very fast in a plane. It is, I think at least, one of the rare blockbuster sequels that lives up to the original. So while we were watching, I was spinning on a spindle. And I was knitting the White Frost Hat by Babette Omer. So, Monica, when did you first see the original Pop Gun? The nineteen eighty six?
1: I saw the original Top Gun at summer camp in the 90s, I believe in the probably in the it was it was sometime in the mid 90s. And the reason I watched it was because I was in summer camp in the US. I was, you know, from overseas, and I had never seen it. And we were playing some of the songs in our band. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh, this sounds familiar. I wonder where it's from. And everyone was like, what? (laughs) <laughs> so my RA arranged for my entire
0: floor to watch it I I actually didn't see it till I think surprisingly late in life like I would have been in my I want to say late teens early 20s oh wow <laughs> first time I saw this movie I feel like in a lot of ways it's a dad movie like if you're an American person like your dad probably is like yeah you know this is a movie for dads but like my father is kind of a huge nerd so like this wasn't his movie <laughs> so like he did not show it to me at any point point. and I also yeah. was not like a big tv family so we didn't have the tv on the background where you would be like on tnt and they would just be randomly playing top gun so those are sure. kind of the two primary ways that I feel like most people encounter top gun and that just was not what was happening for me
1: I'm a little surprised I didn't see it earlier because I had an auntie who was a huge Tom Cruise fan. Mm, But no, I I had never seen it. (laughs) That wasn't one of her go-tos? I guess not. In retrospect, it's quite surprising. But, you know, I very much enjoyed it in the company that I watched it, which was with a pack of preteen girls all, you know, squealing at the fighter plane. I was like, you
0: know what? Yeah, I I have no problems with this. No, (laughs) no. I re-watched that movie during uh quarantine, and I was like, Oh, this is a great movie, actually. There are things it doesn't care about and will not be getting into, like <laughs> but it is a very fun movie for what it is trying to do.
1: I haven't seen it in in over twenty years that was the i that was the first and last mm-hmm. time I ever saw it oh. and I you know, after watching Maverick, I was like, you know.
0: Maybe I should go watch that again. (laughs) I have both of them on DVD. I love these movies so much that I bought them on DVD because they were available this summer. And I was like, yeah, I'll take care of that. So I can make that happen. But one of the wild things watching it kind of as an adult is that the original movie can't really decide whether or not Tom Cruise Maverick is responsible for Goose's death. Like it's very ambivalent. And then it's like, oh no, you did nothing wrong. And I'm like... I don't think that's what you've been telling me, actually, for the last hour, but all right,
1: sure. So. I, I appreciate that they did that, though. I mean, I don't, I don't think I recognized that at all when I was watching it as a kid. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have. Yeah. That sort of ambiguity would have been a rare thing to approach, especially mm-hmm. in a
0: military movie in the 80s.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, ultimately, they were like, no, you did nothing wrong. But I was like, yeah. Okay, well, I, you were just foreshadowing that he's a reckless flyer who, like, does reckless things, and Iceman's constantly being like, you don't care enough to follow the rules. Also, Val Kermer in that movie, in 1986, both Val Kilmer and Tom Cruise were beautiful. Those were oh. two beautiful men. Yeah, I definitely need to watch this again. <laughs> Listen, we'll, we'll set a time. I have the DVDs. So we'll make it mm-hmm. happen. They also had, like, sizzling chemistry. Like... Uh, it's it's very good, so it's very interesting to watch that. And then, obviously, in the new movie, you have in a very direct shout out Miles Teller as mm-hmm. Rooster. Mm-hmm. Oh got the, the names versus so, names are so, so dumb. So the names yeah. are so dumb. They're amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's great. it's a very direct call out that not only is this person his son in terms of like you know. They went into the same profession. He walks into the movie with his stupid mustache. Oh, God, wearing the mustache. wearing his like, button-up Hawaiian shirt and starts playing Great Balls of Fire on the piano in a direct reference to a scene in the 1986 movie. And you're just they like... They weren't
1: even trying. No. There was no subtlety. This no one tried not, for
0: subtlety. <laughs> no, this is not a movie that's like, we're going to be subtle. They're like, absolutely not. Subtlety is not what you're here for. No. We won't be doing it. <laughs> And I'm like, great, thank you so much. That is that is wild that they were just it, like- It
1: is so wild. It is wild. And you know what? I, I love that they just went for it. Oh yeah. This movie has no shame. I have no Navy pilots and I do mm-hmm. know that their call signs are actually, in fact, pretty wild. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the fact that they all had these completely bonkers call signs was not like necessarily unrealistic for me. Mm-hmm. But like when they're like listing them off in a litany as they're all like w- strutting into this bar <laughs> and I'm like, holy good gracious, you're not even going to try. It's okay. We love no. you. We love you
0: all. <laughs> this is not. This is not what this movie is about. This movie also is like very much not really interested with how the military works kind of (laughs) like, no, this is a special school for special pilots and we're going to suspend rules. And I think for the most part, I'm just like, that's fine. I don't care. Special school, special pilots. Great. Does Tom Cruise's career make any sense for the last 30 some odd years? No, absolutely not. That's fine. I don't care. (laughs) The one misstep, and I kept telling you this while we were watching the movie, and I was then trying to figure out afterwards, I was like, why does this irritate me so much? Is that they keep having Rooster uh, say to Maverick, you pulled my papers from the Naval Academy and delayed my career for four years. And I'm like, that's not how the Naval Academy works. It's a trade school. You are not like in the Navy as a cadet at Annapolis. That's not a thing. But the reason why I think it doesn't work for me when a lot of the other nonsense that they tell us does is because the emotion that I wanted there wasn't you held me back from something that I wanted I wanted the emotion of you didn't believe in me and that hurt me
1: oh uh, okay I can well I can see that but on the other hand did he didn't know the kid at all did he no he did no he did because he, he, did? Did, he was well really I mean as a baby yes he knew him but like, did he know him after, after, like, his dad died? I got the I, impression I, that he did. Oh. Because he,
0: we remember at the beginning where he's in the hangar with his, like, old, like, plane and, like, there's all those pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Rooster is in a solid number of those pictures. Oh, so I got the no. impression that they were, like, in contact, still in touch.
1: See, that wasn't the impression that I got because of like the resentment that what was his name hangman <laughs> oh god that name um because of all the resentment that hangman was trying to pull up about the fact that goose died mm-hmm. so i was like basically did did maverick then just kind of withdraw from the family so that rooster wouldn't have to look at this dude that everyone was holding responsible for the death of his dad so that was the impression that i got because mm-hmm. that in that situation then Him pulling the like file, like secretly like pulling the files of this Mm. kid he hasn't laid eyeballs upon in like 10 years or whatever would have been even worse. Mm. But in your situation, you're thinking of it as no, this is a betrayal of someone who was
0: like his godfather, his uncle. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I think part of the reason why I understand that relationship to be that way is just because the way that the movie frames it is as maverick as a substitute father figure. Yeah. And so I was like, okay. Well, in order for this relationship as a substitute father figure to make sense, he needed to have kind of been around a little bit more. Well, so. that's what I was wondering
1: too, because I was like, "Why?" Like, I get the guilt, but why? Is, like, why is everyone
0: being so weird and torn up? And your explanation makes a lot more sense than what I was imagining. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and but again, the movie is not getting into the details. In a lot of ways, they give you that like fifteen-minute kind of mini setup at the beginning where you're. They're like, "This is what Maverick has been doing for the last decade," and they're like, "And that scene with Penny where she's like." Iraq, Bosnia, Iraq, Mm -hmm. again, you're like, okay, that was what he was doing for the two decades before that. Mm -hmm. But it's not interested in exploring what has this man been doing since. No, No, time has not passed for him. He's
1: he it it does not look like 40 years or however many years has passed. No,
0: (laughs) it's yeah, it's been like 30 some odd years. And you're like, oh, okay, this this man has not had like as much career growth as you would expect and at one point somebody calls that out he's like you should be like an admiral by now why are you a captain and then you and i both i think remembered that captains in the navy work differently than captains in the ground forces because we were like oh that's an 06 not an 03 okay got it so it's like Mm -hmm. less of a thing but like still you're like no that's not how that works yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yeah time hasn't passed for him in a really meaningful sense yeah both both for Tom Cruise himself but also for his character yes 100% and it's funny to think about how they are trying to kind of deal with that transition from Maverick as literally a Maverick like mm-hmm. sure like again subtlety is not what this, no. what this series is doing in the <laughs> first movie where he's like rebelling against authority and like doing the thing and like breaking the rules and then he's kind of an authority figure in this one but he's yes. still pushing back against like the man which is in this case <laughs> John Ham um <laughs> in a very like funny turn from John Ham like I don't think it's supposed to be funny but I I did find him very. It
1: hilarious. was really funny. I know he this this poor this poor dude who is like in his own weird authoritarian way trying to do the right thing for this whole situation, and he's like, "God, this fucker! I have to yeah. deal with this asshole." Yep, yep.
0: <laughs> yep. And, you're just and like, you can't blame him for that because no. like Maverick, Maverick is an asshole. <laughs> yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. So it's it's interesting to see how they're trying to balance that combination in the second movie and I think they managed to do it pretty successfully by having John Hamm and by having the other gentleman who is a little more um sympathetic but yeah they're still both Mm -hmm. like what are you doing what are you doing yes yes having that Val Comer cameo I think was just like perfect like because I was like where is Iceman like you keep mentioning him but where is he like he's texting and then we were like, oh, he has cancer. And you're like, oh my God. And like for yeah. me, somebody who has a lot of feelings about the Iceman Maverick relationship. <laughs> to like have them come together and be like, no, this is a core central relationship in my life for the last 30 some odd years. I have that little photo of us hanging up in our hangar. I know. I was just like, oh my god, I'm having some feelings. I'm having some feelings. I saw this initially in theaters with a friend of mine, and she was like, yeah, and then Iceman showed up, and I thought I was going to have to peel you off the ceiling, and I was like, crap, <laughs> crap. that is my feeling, these matter. That they, they are good feelings, and
1: Even as long ago as I saw the movie when, you know, you you saw the picture of him as he was like walking into the Top Guns, as he was walking Mm -hmm. into the Top Gun school and he's like, what was he, commander of the Pacific forces or whatever. I was like, go you. But I really thought that was going to be the only time that we saw him. Mm -hmm. Like, I thought that was going to be his only mention because I was like, oh, this is going to be all about Maverick. And then they start
0: texting, and I'm like, oh, oh, I didn't expect that to be as sweet as it was. Yeah. And they just have this like really genuine moment of connection. Yeah. (laughs) But it's also still, they're a little taking, you know, taking the piss out of each other because Ice is like, so who is the better pilot, me or you? And Maverick's like, Let's not ruin this. Like
1: that's <laughs> very funny, actually. Yeah, I was like, "Thank, thank you guys for for that callback." You know, I didn't think you guys were gonna do it, and I really liked it.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's interesting to see kind of what they kind of kept the same and what they changed because they didn't have Charlie in this movie, and who was the love interest in the first movie. Mm-hmm. And I honestly think that, like, I don't know if I wanted. Maverick and Penny to like get together because I was like this kind of feels like very convenient in a lot of ways. Like I liked Penny though. I mean, I I liked. Yes, it was convenient, but but yes, (laughs) yeah. It it just felt like I would like that to be I think a platonic relationship Mm. of like two people who are once involved and have decided to not continue to be involved for whatever reason. I would have
1: liked that a lot too, but it doesn't fit with the Hollywood blockbuster aesthetic.
0: Oh 100% you're correct but that like in an ideal world in an ideal world agree yeah but it was very funny when she was like trying to kick him out the window because she was like my daughter can't see no go and he's like what why why do I have to do this are we are we 17 what's going on and then her her daughter sees him anyways and that was
1: like I kill you
0: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. so I enjoyed that a lot I was like I was I realized I was like, what would I knit inspired by this movie? And I think you just have to, I would go with like a black watch cap. That feels like oh, a very yeah. simple and classic. Yeah. Yeah. Thing inspired uh, by that movie. But I'm like, what else could you knit? You could knit something about the ocean, which it, they actually sail a boat in this one. They do sail a boat,
1: but they don't actually sail like a military boat. They're no. just like tootling around another sailboat. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I was I was thinking it would have to be something plain. Mm-hmm. So, like, a pair of like really rugged socks. Mm-hmm. Like, boot socks or something yeah. like that. Yeah. But yeah, a watch cap would be a good one, too.
0: <laughs> the aesthetics of the movie are so... for obvious reasons. It's just, like, very military. So it's, like, a lot of uniforms. A lot of, mm-hmm. like, people wearing flight suits. Mm-hmm. And then the only time where you don't really get that is you have Miles Teller as Rooster in the like Hawaiian bun, and then you have Tom Cruise in his black leather motorcycle jacket being Tom Cruise in black leather motorcycle jacket. As you do,
1: so good. Yeah, it's true though, and but his like whole black leather motorcycle aesthetic did make it kick all the more. All well, all the harder when he came out in uniform, and you're mm-hmm. like, Oh, okay, yeah, dude, yeah. You, you make this
0: look good. <laughs> he's like, I also really enjoyed, it. and it's a moment of humor when he's walking on to the flight deck, and all of the baby pilots who were like giving him shit last night are like, Oh no, oh no, <laughs> yes, oh no, that was that was quite funny, yes, yes. It's also very funny how they were clearly like. We will tell you which of these people matter and they will get lines. And then the rest of them are just kind of there. They are just kind of
1: there. I don't remember. I I only vaguely remember their call signs just because they rattled them all off. I cannot remember the faces of any of them except for the
0: like six main characters. Yeah, no, that's yeah, correct. They were like, we will give you another woman. Will she have more than like two background lines? No, but there's two of them. And you're like, (laughs) okay.
1: That's she right. I, d- I forgot that was another
0: Yeah, because
1: <laughs> yeah. she doesn't have I any like, lines. She's I one of like, the background like Phoenix, characters <laughs> without lines.
0: I do actually remember two of the call signs being Harvard and Yale because I Yes, did one history. after the other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there was that. But one of the things I, I did find really funny is
1: that so I went on Wikipedia and I, I can't remember because it was it was probably during the call signs conversation I was having with someone last night. Um, but I went on the Wikipedia and I really appreciate that the guy whose call name is Harvard. They had a reason for his call name being Harvard because his first name is Brigham. There you go. <laughs> it was like, oh someone put some legitimate thought into this like call sign for this dude who walks on never has a line and is never seen again (laughs)
0: yeah well I feel like they were like we need some bodies to make the classroom scenes and to make the football scene look
1: oh you're right I forgot about the football scene
0: football scene is so important they're like we have to so cute oh my god it is adorable Like we need to bond by being half naked on a beach together, and I'm like, <laughs> I love that for you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Correct. Did you read the article that I sent you? I think from The Ringer about the oral history of making Top Gun Maverick.
1: No, no, I meant to. I haven't read it.
0: <laughs> it's so funny. It is so good. One of the funny things that apparently Tom Cruise is an insane person. Like oh, that's yeah, another he's... thing that we I think yeah. probably should flag. He is like legitimately like completely out of his mind. But one of the things that he was telling all the baby actors, he's like, "Listen, carbs are temporary. Like shirtless scenes on film are forever." And I was just like, "Okay." Oh, well, he's, he, he, mm. <laughs> so yeah. That I did, I did think about that while we were watching this movie. I was like, you know, it seems like they were like, "Yeah, all right, I see what you're saying." It is one. Yes, definitely. Yes. that it, it was so
1: gratuitous. And you're like, you know what, this yeah. this movie needed to have this scene. It fits in perfectly.
0: They were like, well, you remember the volleyball scene for the first movie? And I was like, yeah, yeah I do. They're like, do you want that again? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Yeah. Give it to me. Yep. Yep. And that's, I think, one of the reasons why this movie works for me and actually works as a sequel is because I think a lot of blockbuster movies fail in terms of both giving you what you enjoyed from the first one, as well as giving you new stuff. Like, I Mm -hmm. think that's a really hard balance to strike between, you know, something that's so, so iconic as that first Top Gun and then shooting a sequel But they did a really good job of balancing it. They were like, this is what you liked about the first movie. Have more of it. But it's not just going to feel like a retread of the same material.
1: Yeah. And you know what? I do think that the movie, you get enough of the history of the first Top Gun watching it that I think even for... obviously a lot of it was it was a nostalgia movie right you know yeah but I do think that there there's probably a whole generation of kids who could could watch this never having like laid Mm -hmm. eyeballs about on top Gun, just only having heard about it and still thoroughly enjoyed it without any of that
0: oh yeah 100% I, I agree with that assessment like you don't I think it's reward more rewarding if you kind of understand what they're shouting back at but like if you're like i just want to see tom cruise do some crazy stuff in a plane this movie is like we will deliver to you tom cruise doing crazy stuff on a plane and i'm like yes so many different
1: story. times yeah so much room. room. <laughs> yeah.
0: they're like he's gonna run the like little route in two minutes and 15 seconds just to show them it can be done and you're like yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah i do think it's very funny that they were like um, we have to be in F-18s for reasons. And I mentally translated reasons in my head too. So the Navy was like, F-35s are expensive and we're not giving them to you. So, you we know, will be in legit
1: considering yeah. there were things going down in flames
0: and etc. And I was just like, that's fine. That was just one of those things I just laughed about. Cause I was like, I remember when they were first rolling out F-35 in like 2011-ish. And at that point they were like a billion dollars a pop. And they've gone down. They're now only like $150 million a pop, which again, ridiculous. We spend so much money on our military, just so much. But anyways, that's, I was like, I was like, yeah, okay. This is why we need to be in F-15s, F-18s. And then they were like, call back to the F-14s. And we're going to- I know, I was like, I love it. It's so funny because it feels like three very different pieces to the movie. You have the first part of the movie- where it's like Tom Cruise and Hondo against the drone ranger to prove that it still matters that there are pilots. And that's like the first 15 minutes of the movie, which is like explains to you what Tom Cruise has been doing for the last decade, but like doesn't have a whole lot to do with anything else.
1: No, nothing at all. I assumed that 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 fancy like plane that they were flying Mm -hmm. was going to
0: make a reappearance sometime later. Did not, did not, did not matter. No, absolutely not. And I feel like that could have been an entire movie, but they were like, no, insufficient. We need to go back to special school for special boys. And girls. And girls. No, somebody did a tweet and described a category of movie as being special schools for special boys. And I was like, yeah, that's that. This is what this movie is. And I love a special schools for special people. And then there's the like training. At Top Gun, which is like yes. the middle of like the training montage, the Can training they do montage, it? Can <laughs> they do it? And then you have running the actual mission and yes. the escape from the base, which yes. feels like its own very separate thing of like kind of a little mini Mission Impossible movie at the end yes. of the rest of the movie. And you're like, okay, three different vibes, love them all. Yes, and I think of the three parts, I really. I like all of them. Like, I mean, again, I love this movie despite the many weird, like, things you kind of have to just accept is happening. But of the three parts, I think the one that hits me most in the feelings is the final part where they're trying to escape from the base of the quote like again they don't even say who it is they're just like no
1: they specifically go out of their way to avoid saying
0: where or why or they're
1: just like nope we've got these evil peoples they're in the somewhere we're gonna do it don't worry about
0: (laughs) it do not worry about it and like to a degree i i I think i respect that more if they were like this is why this is justified they're like no we're not gonna justify ourselves to you we're just gonna be like do you want to see tom cruise go vroom and i'm like i do they're like he this is why he's verming go like, yeah. all right yeah. but the kind of emotional beats of Maverick trying to rescue Rooster and Rooster trying to rescue Maverick are very good for me and then Hangman showing up and being like I am good cuz yes. he's I love him he's the worst and I he's love the him.
1: worst he's, he's the so worst. the worst he's I knew he was gonna have to redeem he was either gonna be a sulking sulker who sulks or he was gonna redeem himself at some mm-hmm. point I knew it was gonna be one of those two and I'm glad they went for the like you know he was so excited even though he was sitting in his plane like left behind he was so excited when they were succeeding mm-hmm. and then he redeems himself and I'm like yep. all right dude <laughs> that was a good redemption arc <laughs>
0: I also really enjoyed where they're both having parachuted down into the valley. Like, Tom Cruise is like sprinting, sprinting towards Rooster, trying to find him, and then just like pushes him. Like, I know. Doing? And we're like, what is this? And I think I cackled in the theater, like, real, real loud about, like, okay, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, such a delay. It's the, I tried to save you. I tried so hard, and here you are. <laughs> <laughs> At Legit. Point, Legit. <laughs> i was like i don't think they're going to kill rooster i was like that's not what this movie is but yeah. Yeah. i was like i mean they could have i mean they killed goose <laughs> yeah but they did kill yes. goose but i was like because they killed goose i don't think they're gonna kill rooster yeah agreed but i was like i could see a version of this movie where they killed maverick and i there yeah. was at one point mm-hmm. was like when they were doing the bombing run i was like is that the
1: end of this movie, and I thought him- it was. I thought when he like, you know, I I was not paying attention to mm-hmm. how long this movie was going, and I honestly thought like when he went down, mm-hmm. I I was like, oh, this is how this movie is gonna end. It's gonna yeah. end with him having the big heroic funeral just like sure. Iceman had. And I was like, am I okay with that? I was like, you know what? I think I would be okay with that. And I'm like, oh no, no. <laughs> how 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 did he survive that? It doesn't matter. Does not matter how he survived this impossible crash. Don't <laughs> ask fine. questions. Do you <laughs> yeah.
0: want to see Tom Cruise go room in an F 14? Don't ask questions. Yes. yes, yes. So yeah. I would have been okay if he had died. I think so too. I think so had, too. They had set up a good arc for that. <laughs> yeah. They were like, this is who this man is. This is like his driving motivation is to keep these baby pilots safe. Like yeah. his thing is like, I want them all to come home. Yeah. And yeah. if he had to sacrifice his life to make that happen, it felt like that would have been a narratively satisfying arc. Yeah.
1: Like, especially Rooster. Because, yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah.
0: And, you know, I'm fine that they didn't, like, I still think yeah. that was a very good ending. But I was like, you yes. know, I think they could have, there's a movie that they could have done that. Yeah,
1: there was no way Tom Cruise was letting his character die, though, I don't think.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Tom Cruise was like, no, no, no. What if we want to do a sequel in another 30 oh, years? Oh, God. To be alive for that. <laughs> he has to be retired. He is retired, right, at the end? Is he retired? Question mark. I don't know. I don't know. Is he? I Like, in my head, he's retired, but that might just because I read fanfic. Yeah, I don't I don't actually know that he is. Okay, well that's fine.
1: Whatever. Yeah. He saved the world, quote unquote,
0: again. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's It's fine. fine. Whatever. It's fine. That man is getting up there though. He is,
1: but you know, he did like a he did a great job of pretending to pretending
0: to keeping up with the younger ones. Mm. He really did, Mm. you know. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the thing is. I was watching a clip that was making his way around because he's doing another Mission Impossible as well. Is he really? Yeah. yeah. Holy cow! And the they man's were like just nuts. Oh no, he's <laughs> he's out of his mind. And the person was like, the person who posted was like, maybe he just thinks he can't die doing movies because of Scientology. And I'm like, I would I would believe that. I would believe oh. that. Really? Anyway. But it's terribly plausible. Yeah. You, you say that, and you're like, yeah, that that actually does track. And he was on a motorcycle, which he like. Drove And he does his own stunts. So he drove it down a ski jump, jumped over a cliff, jumped off a cliff. He jumped off a cliff, let go of the motorcycle, and then (sighs) then released a parachute. And I was just like watching this clip with like fascination as they talked about how they like set it up and all the training that he had to do and like how they had to have the camera set up. And I was like, fascinating, because that's another thing about the movie that apparently they actually did change from the first one is in the first one they shot most of the flying scenes not actually flying like they weren't flying
1: oh i didn't
0: well i that doesn't surprise me considering it was the 80s yeah in this one tom cruise was like i will only do this if we can actually shoot the footage of us in the air like we will be on planes pulling those g's and apparently oh, those a poor lot of camera pilots. people oh wait no well, it was probably
1: mounted cameras right? it was mounted it was camera,
0: camera people, people. <laughs> poor actors that's the yes. people that you want
1: to feel bad yes. about so. oh man yeah can so. you imagine like taking this
0: gig and then being told truly <laughs> <laughs> yeah. apparently I can't remember which one of them but one of them like had a fear of flying and just like oh no it. and he was like yeah, by the end, I wasn't afraid of flying anymore. And I'm like, yeah, it, I think that movie would have done that to you. That is exposure therapy in a nutshell. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> and apparently, there was a lot of like one of the hardest things to do. They were like, okay, so you're like trying not to black out oh, and God. like stay like conscious and like keep your like in the right angles for the cameras oh, and act. Erasing. All right. And talk. Yeah. <laughs> So oh. at one point, Miles Teller dropped an F-bomb, and it is oh. the only F-bomb Oh, yeah, F-bomb I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and what happened was they were actually flying. He accidentally dropped the F-bomb. Yeah. And they were like, we don't have more footage of this. Like, w- you were flying while this was shot, and we cannot reshoot, basically, because we don't yeah. have time or whatever. So I guess this is just in the movie now. Is that not okay? Is that not allowed in, like, a uh, pe- Is it it was a PG 13? Yeah, PG 13 can have one. Oh. Yeah. Well, there, there you it. go. <laughs> no, they're not, I don't think they're allowed more than one. Huh. Is I think the rule. Uh but yeah, apparently that was not planned. And they were like, okay, well, it's just we can't we can't reshoot it going forward. <laughs> yeah. I don't think most of the most of the younger actors act. They weren't flying their planes. Like they were like, no, you're no, we're not giving you these very yeah, no, that planes <laughs> in order for you to kill yourself, basically. Right. They're like, absolutely. Oh my not. god, that's. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I bet he I, wanted to though. Yeah, but Tom totally Cruise actually to. does have a pilot's license. Oh yeah, he went and he got his pilot's license after the first Top Gun. So oh. I yeah. totally believe that. Yeah. Okay. That's plausible. Yeah. yeah. So I don't think he was doing like a lot of a fancy flying. That was I don't think it was him, but like I think he did do some flying for this movie. Huh. Huh. But the the rest of the actors were like, yeah, what would happen is that we would have somebody who was actually flying the plane. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And we would try to imitate their movements so okay. that it looked like we were flying the plane. Yeah. It's wild. That's it's that's amazing though I
1: I you know it 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 must have been extremely stressful for Mm -hmm. everyone involved and like I'm sure they all thought that they were out of their minds and why the hell are they doing this etc but man it really made for such a great spectacle. It did. It was amazing.
0: (laughs) I really feel like in the past I want to say like five-ish years there's been a real renaissance of like going back to practical effects instead of like cgi and i mean there's still plenty of cgi of course but like people are like it actually works better if you have a person doing a thing you can kind of get that realism that extra layer of realism and the audience can tell and i think i think i agree with that and like i can't tell you why i an audience member are it respond more positively towards these people actually in planes versus on a green screen pretending to be on planes but I do feel like it made a difference to my viewing experience.
1: Yeah. Like whether or not I'd have been able to tell the difference from CGI, I don't know. I Mm -hmm. I have no idea if I would have actually been able to tell the difference, but I thoroughly enjoyed
0: the way they depicted it. I really didn't. That was very fun. I'm probably going to rewatch this movie. I have like scheduled to show it to somebody else within the next month. And I'm just like, listen, I will watch this movie so many times. I'm tell- I, I would watch it with you again. Yeah, sure. No, we'll <laughs> schedule a day of it. We'll watch uh, the original Top Gun, and then we'll watch Maverick again. And it oh, be amazing. It be that would be like a very fun knitting day. So.
1: That said, my, my particular pattern was not a good choice with this movie. I was very, very involved with this movie. <laughs> My pattern had many cables, it required much counting of the rows, and the let's just say that I switched needle sizes probably four times in the course okay. of making this hat, just because it is this hat. <laughs> And because of how many errors I made in this particular hat, this one is going to stay with me rather than being the gift it was supposed that's to be. That's fair. That's very fair. I was just a little too, I think if I were knitting the hat again, it would be fine. But it mm-hmm. was my first time knitting this pattern. There was cables, there was counting, there was it, There there were mistakes in the chart. Um, oh, that's fun. Oh, yeah, no, it was, it was altogether not a good combination with the movie that I was very, very involved in, because I
0: just kept on knitting. <laughs> <They were laughs> you are like, no. Nope. I knitting
1: now? <laughs> I will continue onward <laughs> and forward. Uh,
0: yeah, I think I've recently gotten back into spindle spinning. Mm-hmm. I haven't done, like, I got a wheel in, like, 2009, and basically mm-hmm. was like, no, this is the only way I'm going to be spinning going forward. Yeah. And I have not spindle spun in, like, over a decade, but I was like, you know what, I think I should, I think I, I want to get back into it. and. Yeah. I am now have been like re reacquainting with myself long enough that it's, you know, I, I still have to look, but it's not like super an energy like or an attention like thing that I have to do anymore. And I think that's helpful for a movie where like stuff is happening constantly, just yeah. all the time, constantly. I think there, the-
1: there were many room, room scenes, and I wanted to like watch them, not yeah. like look down to check whether I was crossing my cables in the right. Direction. <laughs> 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 like I can cross I There, there are many things I can do in knitting
0: without looking at them, but I cannot cross cables yeah. without looking at them. No, that's that's. I don't know. Well, somebody probably can, but not a lot of people. That's a rough one. No. <laughs> oh gosh. Well. Wow. I thoroughly enjoyed this. So thank you for being amenable to watching it and then to switching up our podcast for this month. Next month, which will be our first podcast of 2023. Also, Monica, it's our anniversary. It is. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Happy anniversary. Two. Yeah. Two years now. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe it. Holy cow. What is time? Time is not allowed. Time is time is fake. Time is fake, much like the idea of thinking about American military intervention in a critical fashion and then maybe making choices. Fake. Both of them. Fake. Fake. Like Tom Cruise's age. Yeah. Tom Cruise. That man is, I think, almost 60. I can't believe it. He looks so good. (laughs) Yeah. Well, whoever is doing his, like, whatever they're doing, I'm assuming plastic surgery. Yeah, no, that is what I've heard as well. (laughs) Yeah. Whatever flavor of plastic surgery he's doing looks very natural. I was like, good yes. for you. Yeah. Well, c- good for your surgeon is what yes. I have to say. Good,
1: good, for- good, good job, surgeon. Good job, Tom Cruise.
0: Good choice. Good. <laughs> but next month, we will be actually listening to a audio novella, which has been a while since we've done one of those. We're going to be listening to Every Heart a Doorway by Seanan McGuire. So that is one that Monica has previously listened to, and I have not. Yes. And I'm excited to explore it. Yay. So, <laughs> We will see you next month. Bye. Bye.